Hello, people of Earth, and welcome back to Good Humans. This is a podcast about exploring better ways to be human. My name is Josh, and I am very excited today. Uh, first, because it's been a while since I recorded an episode, so uh, surprise, I'm back. Um, surprise? I guess it wouldn't be a surprise. But uh, also because I have a couple cool things to tell you guys. Um, and I'm also excited about what we're going to talk about today. So sorry I've been gone so long. Um, sometimes life uh, just is such that you don't have time to, to do everything you want to do. Um, and so uh, it's been a while since I've, I've gotten to sit down and record an episode. But here we are. And we're doing it. Um, and you're doing it. Look at you being a human, uh, doing your thing. So we're all doing it. Good for us. Um, I think you guys are great. And uh, I, I am so grateful that you guys listen. Um, so thank you for being here. And uh, yeah, thank you. Um, uh, I, I thought I had more, but really uh, all I'm trying to say is thank you. So thank you. Um, first... Uh, I'm very excited about this. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of a little company called Audible, um, but uh, recently um, I partnered with Audible, and so Audible uh, is now sponsoring this podcast, um, and they have a pretty cool offer uh, for anybody that's listening, so I wanted to tell you guys about that. Uh, So audible.com, in case you didn't know, is a website slash uh, app where you can get audiobooks. Uh, and listen to them. You can download them. Um, and it's really, really cool. The whole service is really cool. They have, uh, I've never searched for a book on there yet that they did not have. Um, but the offer they have uh, for you guys, uh, because your listeners, is you can get a free audiobook and a 30 day free trial at, are you ready? Here's the website you go to to get this free trial. It's www.audibletrial.com slash good humans pod so audibletrial.com slash good humans pod um you can get a free audiobook download uh and a 30-day free trial and they're so awesome they are so confident that you'll like their service that you get to keep that audiobook that you download whether you continue the service or not um so isn't that cool uh i'm actually um i downloaded and have started listening to a book uh by a man named kent dobson called Bitten by a Camel. Um, Kent Dobson, uh, I was first introduced to him through Rob Bell's podcast, The Robcast. And um, they they talked a little bit about uh, Kent's book. Uh, Kent and Rob actually worked together at the, the church that Rob pastored um, for quite some time. Uh, and it's fascinating so far. Um, it's right up my alley. Uh, but they don't just have books about getting bitten by camels. Uh, they have fiction and autobiography and uh you know religion and politics and like everything i mean i literally i've never searched for a book that i haven't been able to find so check it out audibletrial.com slash good humans pod get your free book get your 30-day free trial and uh it helps out the podcast if you do that too so awesome uh win-win so i'm very excited about that um i'm very grateful to audible uh for for partnering with me um and i think that's really cool they're cool people Um, so that's the first thing I wanted to tell you guys. The second thing I have to tell you, I'm going to tell you after the podcast, but it's related to stickers. Um, have you guys noticed I'm excited about stickers? Uh, I love stickers. So, uh, I'll tell you guys about that. Um, after, uh, we get through our episode today and I think that's all I have to tell you right now. So, um, other than 
what I wrote down to tell you, which is the podcast episode. So uh, we'll jump in. It's just me again today. So, <clears throat> you know, take that as you will. Uh, but let's do this. Um, so today's episode is called A Life of Moments of Purpose Usually. A Life of Moments of Purpose Usually. Um, I am probably to an unhealthy degree obsessed with purpose. And here's, I'll tell you what I mean by that. Uh, I've, and I've had this conversation with a few people this week. Um, and, and previously too. uh, the human psyche is geared towards attributing, uh, you know, purpose and, and reason and, you know, putting reason behind everything. The human psyche is geared towards wanting to know things, wanting to make sense of things. Um, so to a degree, all of us are a little bit obsessed with purpose because that's just how our brains are built. Um, we like for things to make sense. And so it's the reason, um, you know, a long time ago in prehistory and, and even the earliest recorded history we have, uh, we have examples of civilizations attributing natural disasters to the gods um, because they just didn't understand why a volcano would erupt. Uh, they, they just didn't understand the science behind it. And so in their attempt to assign reason uh, and purpose to things, um, you know, their explanation was, well, there must be another uh, all controlling force uh, that would cause something like that. And then, you know, that follows that I must have done something to cause that. Um, it's why now, uh, he, you know, the human psyche is so obsessed with science and discovery and, you know, space, space exploration and all that stuff. We're, we are geared towards wanting to know, um, and, and wanting to attribute reason to things. We're, we're still in, in some way, the space program and, and, you know, science ventures and, and all of that is, uh, our collective search for purpose. Um, so we are all geared towards being obsessed with purpose in the first place, but, uh, I'm not, so, you know, maybe I'm not unique, but I'm, I'm just not sure that most people are as obsessed with it as I am from the, the early age that I was. Um, I remember being like eight, nine, ten and having these like existential crisis moments when I would go to bed and I'd be laying in bed and I would, I would think about like, <clears throat> what am I going to be? What am I going to do? What am I here for? What am I good at? Am I ever going to find something I'm good at? <clears throat> Excuse me. And what does that look like? And I, w- I would just, I, sometimes I would literally lose sleep and lie awake wondering uh, about that kind of thing. And I was, I was a very young little boy. Um, and some of those feelings have never gone away. Uh, if anything, they have stuck with me. Um, and I've become increasingly, uh, obsessed and concerned about it, um, as I grow up and maybe I'm describing, uh, every one of you listening as well. So I'm not saying that I'm definitely unique. I'm just telling you, this is my experience. Um, and so, uh, you know, among, the things that I, I do to survive, um, you know, like work a job and, and, you know, so that I can have food and shelter and, you know, like the hobbies I do to relax and, you know, things like that. I, my whole life have been searching for purpose, my purpose, whether that's, you know, purpose in general, um, 
you know, purpose in, in, you know, situation, circumstances or whatever. I've been searching for that basically my whole life since, since, since I can remember being able to conceive of the idea of a life of purpose, I've been searching for what my life's purpose would be. And I still am. Um, this is not me recording an episode saying, Hey guys, I found it. Let me let you in on the secret. Um, this is me saying, I still am searching for that. I, on top of that, I also have been and still am, uh, terrified that I'll never find it. Um, it's, (laughs) it's probably one of my biggest and most haunting fears is the fear that I am never going to find exactly what my purpose is in the world. Um, I don't, I don't want to live my whole life and wonder at the end of it, did I get it? Did I do it? Or I don't want to live my whole life and at the end of it, know that I didn't, I missed it somehow. Um, so I've been searching for that for, for a long time and, and trying to find it. And I'm, I'm terrified that I never will. Um, and maybe I won't, maybe, you know, maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, no, we're all a fluke, uh, of evolution anyway. Uh, and so there's, there's really no reason for us to be here. Uh, we're just, we, we won the, you know, the evolutionary jackpot and here we are. Uh, and so, you know, we might as well just make the best of it while we're here, but there's really no reason for us to be here. So no, there's no real purpose. You just do the best you can while you're here and, and get out. Um, and that's fine if, if that's the way you view things. Um, and, and maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going about my search wrong. Um, all of these things are possibilities. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine recently, uh, Dave, Dave, if you're listening, um, what's up, buddy? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about you for a little bit. Uh, I was talking with my friend, Dave, who he and I haven't talked in a little while. Um, we, uh, were, I, I would say we're still very close. Dave, if, if you think I'm, uh, if, if you think I'm wrong, let me know that we're not, uh, close, but I, I would say we're still very close, although we don't talk, um, often at all. Uh, there was, there was a, a, quite a time when both of us were single that we hung out quite a bit, um, and, uh, would talk very, very often. And, uh, since then he's gotten married, I've gotten married. He has, uh, a, a little girl. Um, and so, you know, he's, he's doing it. He's, he's doing life. Um, and, and, you know, just killing it. He and his wife are both doing great. Um, but you know, just the way life goes, you don't, you don't talk to everyone all the time forever. Um, and so he and I haven't talked for a while, but uh, we reconnected uh, just a, a few weeks ago, and we're talking on the phone. Uh, and that's I haven't been able to stop thinking about that conversation since. Um, we talked for probably a good two hours or so on the phone, uh, and we're just kind of catching up. And then what I loved about that conversation, um, and and what I love about some of the conversations that I get to have uh, with some of the people in my life is that. Uh, neither one of us seems very concerned with the preliminary niceties of like, Hey, how's life? What you been up to? Like that kind of stuff. Like there is, you know, there's always some of that. And like, I just, I've never been super interested in that. Although I just heard somebody say that is necessary, uh, especially when you're meeting a new person, because it's, it's basically the equivalent of a dog sniffing another dog's butt. Um, which is to say, you know, when a dog does that, they're saying like, 
hey, like, are we cool? Can we do this? Are you a normal dog? Like, you know, I'll sniff your butt, you sniff mine, everything's fine. Okay, let's proceed. Uh, and so when humans do that nicety thing of like, you know, what do you do for a living? Like, where are you from? Like, you know, how's your weekend or whatever? It's more or less just a check-in for both people to say, you know, are you a sane human being? Can we do this conversation thing? Do you know how to like navigate these first couple preliminary, like, you know, um, uh, programming <laughs> type questions, you know, the calibration questions, uh, before we can get into like the real stuff. So I get it. Uh, never been interested in it though. Um, and I hate it if I'm being honest, I hate small talk. And so what I loved is, is when Dave and I were talking, um, you know, we, like we did catch up a little bit because we haven't talked in a while. And then the, the vast majority of the conversation was, was about things that we both actually care about. Uh, and because my obsession lately has been, um, you know, this, this podcast, things relating to this podcast, we talked about the podcast a little bit, but we also talked about religion and politics and, you know, philosophy. And, um, it was a really, really, really great conversation. Um, but during that conversation, I, I told Dave what, what I just said about, you know, looking for purpose and being terrified that I'd never find it. And his response, um, I haven't been able to stop thinking about his response since. Uh, and it's rare that I can point to a specific moment and say, that's when I changed my mind about that thing. But I, th- I think that's, that was a moment for me, um, where I changed my mind about a thing. So let me tell you what his response was. I told him that I've been searching for purpose my entire life. This podcast, I think, in a form is is me searching for purpose, what my purpose is, um, and maybe you know helping other people to find theirs along the way. And but I also told him, you know, I'm I'm terrified that I'm going to live my whole life and never have found it, and then you know I'm gonna I'm gonna feel like I didn't I didn't do it. I didn't I didn't get the thing. You know, I I didn't uh, I didn't have the impact I could have had because I didn't find my purpose. <clears throat> And his response was more or less, maybe the searching is the thing. Um, you know, he told me, he told me, you know, maybe, maybe what you're, I, I use examples of like, you know, people that have obviously quote unquote found their purpose, right? Like we look at people like singers, you know, Lady Gaga and, uh, you know, Michael Bublé and, you know, um, just like these, these prolific, uh, singers that just make it Josh Groban, they just make it look so effortless what they're doing. Um, and that's such a weird list of singers, Lady Gaga, Michael Buble and Josh Groban. What is happening in my brain? Uh, but we look at these, we look at these people, actors, um, you know, like even, you know, politicians, like we look, we look at prolific people and see that they are just really doing it right. Like these people are, are in it and they are nailing it and they are being that person. And it just seems like, yes, this is absolutely what you were born to do. Uh, and you're doing it and I'm, you know, they, they found it and now they're just living it. Um, I said, I like, I'm just worried that I'm never going to get to that point where I find the thing and then I'm, I'm able to just live it from there on out. 
And he said, how do you know those people? How do you know Josh Groban doesn't wake up in the morning and think like, what am I doing? You know, sure. I'm good at singing and I, I'm making a living at this, but is this really what I'm here for? Is this it? Um, and, and the thing is you don't, you don't know that. Uh, you don't know if Josh Groban wonders that. Um, I'm sure he does. He's a human. Uh, and that's a, a human thing to wonder. So he said, what if, you know, what if the searching is the thing? What if it's not so much you find one purpose and like, hopefully you find it before you die. And then you can, you know, do that thing, um, until you die. He said, maybe, maybe it's the searching. Maybe it's the, the conscious decision, (coughs) excuse me, to be always on the lookout for that thing. Um, in the moments, like moment to moment, like all the time, maybe it's the searching that is the thing because in the searching we are opening and expanding and growing and becoming, uh, and, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's, maybe that's what we're here for. And, you know, people have talents and things are good at, but you know, maybe it's not about finding an overarching purpose, you know, an all encompassing end all be all purpose. Maybe it's about the searching. Is, is that not great guys like Dave hats off kudos claps to you, man. Um, and I told him in that moment, I told him, excuse me, I need to take a drink. I'm having throat problems today. Um, I told him in that moment, uh, that I didn't exactly know what I thought about that. Um, and I've had time to sort of sit on it and think about it since, but I, t- I did tell him in that moment, if that's it, that is such a uplifting, relieving thought. There's so much less pressure in that. It's so freeing. There's so much less anxiety in that. Um, I love that so much. And so since that conversation, since me telling him, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what I think about that, but maybe since I've had time to think about that, I I think, I think I probably agree with that sentiment. Um, but what does that look like? Right? Like what is living without knowing what your purpose is or is going to be moment to moment? And what if we do, what if we miss it? What if we miss it? You know, what if I'm in a situation where I do have a, you know, there, there is a purpose for me in that situation, uh, a way for me to be intentional about that situation. And I miss it. Right. Well, this, I think, I think this relates to something else that we should probably talk about at some point. Um, but there are, uh, there are a couple different ways to view time. Um, stick with me. I know this doesn't sound like it relates to a conversation about purpose, but I promise it does. There is the the sh- the short view uh, of time, which is this is what I'm doing today. I know what I'm going to do tomorrow, maybe next week or next month, um, uh, or even you know in the next couple of years. Then there's the long view of time, which is like the 30,000 foot view, right? And that's looking at, uh, that's, you know, historians often talk 
uh, in these terms, you know, in terms of decades or eons, um, and look at the effects of, you know, different things. Economists will, will take this sort of view of time because economies take 10 to 12 years to, to really turn. Uh, you know, so things we're doing today will have an impact, you know, maybe 8, 10, 12 years later, and so on. And the more the more that I have uh, sort of been diving into some of this and, and doing some reading and listening to podcasts and thinking uh, and trying to express my own thoughts, the more my brain has sort of switched from the short view to the long view. Um, and I, I, I think it's, it's making me a more patient person, but I also, I also think it's helping me to see more clearly uh, the effects some of my actions have or, or will have um, the, you know, some of the things that, that I'm working toward um, and, you know, how sometimes, you know, things just take a while uh, and that's okay. But, but one of the other benefits I think of, of sometimes zooming out and taking the long view of time is in the in the times when you feel like I missed it in this moment, I should have done this, or uh, you know, I should have been this way, I should have said this thing in that moment, and then that moment's gone, and so it feels like you were an utter failure. How could I have done that? In the long view of time, there are more moments, and there will be for a very long time. So if you miss one, get the next one. And the point here is that if you are alive, you do have purpose. If you're here, you have purpose always in every single moment. So if you miss one, you you can get the next one. Because every second you're alive is another second that you have purpose because you are here. And it doesn't have to be some grandiose, you know, uh, I'm going to be the, you know, the, the person that, that sparks the revolutionary fires of, you know, changing the whole world. And it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm going to be the greatest author that ever lived or, you know, anything like that. It, it could be, and that's wonderful, but there is purpose in the moments in the, the seconds, the, the literal, every small increment of passing of time, there's purpose there. So if we take our eye off the ball, like some of us do, um, you know, often, uh, I'll admit like I do often, fine. I might've missed that one, but there's plenty more coming and I'll get the next one. So then it's not as much about finding or seeking for purpose as it is about recognizing it when we come across it, right? Uh, because you don't have to seek out the next moment you're living. it you, you live into it. And so then it's not about seeking our purpose moment to moment. It's just about recognizing it when it comes along uh, and then obviously seizing it. So what does this look like? Like what, you know, how do we, 
you know, what are we doing? If, if this is, if this is purpose and this is how this works, then how are we doing this? Um, so I wrote down a couple thoughts, uh, and I, I want to go through these and I, I, I hope these are helpful purpose and moments. First of all, since we're talking about time, um, and we're talking about the, you know, the sort of second to second, you know, what am I doing in this moment? What am I doing in the next? Uh, and is it intentional? Is it purposeful? Often we tend to live on autopilot and I am a hundred percent guilty of this. I, I've been having a few conversations lately. Um, I've been doing some reading and, and there's a, a specific podcast, Jarrett sleepers podcast. It's called my good, bad brain. I think I've mentioned it before. Uh, but if I haven't, you should definitely check it out. It's, it's been one of the most uplifting and helpful podcasts that I've discovered recently. Um, it's definitely in my regular rotation at this point, but, uh, he, he, uh, it's a podcast about mental health, um, and how mental health issues relate to everything. Um, and they do, but he recently talked about him, uh, being diagnosed as an adult, uh, with ADHD, adult ADHD. And, uh, sort of living denial of, you know, the fact that there was any problem for a long time. Uh, and then finally just seeing somebody to figure out what's going on to, to try and make things better. And a lot of what he said resonated with me. And so I wonder, maybe this is me being a hypochondriac, although I don't tend to be that. Uh, but a lot of what he said made me wonder if maybe, um, I also, uh, have at least, uh, a slight, um, battle myself with adult ADHD. Um, and so maybe that's something we'll explore in the future, but just a lot of, of things that he was describing, um, were very applicable to my life in that, uh, you know, just dumb little mistakes, um, you know, leaving your coffee on top of your car and then taking off for work, locking your keys in your car, locking yourself out of your apartment, uh, you know, leaving the apartment, you know, having a plan, knowing where you're going, leaving the apartment and then, you know, realizing you left the thing you need to do the thing, uh, at your apartment or at your house. Um, countless times I've done all of that. Uh, a few, I, I played, uh, guitar and sing at my church once a month. Um, yes, I still go to church, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and excuse me. Um, a few Sundays ago, I, uh, I just got a a brand new guitar as well for Christmas. Um, which is, uh, it's amazing. It's my favorite thing. Uh, and I, so I was, supposed I'm supposed to bring my own guitar right duh if I'm playing guitar I gotta bring a guitar and uh we left for church our church is in it we live in Illinois now uh our church is in Indiana and it's about an hour and 15 minutes hour and a half away depending on traffic and we got all the way to church uh, a few Sundays ago early in the morning and I realized I did not bring my guitar with me uh this is the morning that I am supposed to be playing um and so uh Brett one of the guys at the church helped me out. He had a guitar, uh, and let me play it and save the day. But it's, it's things like that. Things like that happen often. Um, and sometimes it inconveniences other people and I, I feel very badly about it. And sometimes it only inconveniences me. And then I just feel dumb, uh, you know, and beat myself up for it. <clears throat> but yesterday I went to the cigar shop, uh, and I was going to pick up a, a couple cigars and I got halfway there and realized I left my wallet at home. So I had to turn around and get my wallet and go back. That happens often. And that is a result maybe of adult ADHD, but it's it's also a result. I'm not going to blame it all on that, even if it is that. It's also a result of my tendency to live on autopilot 
because my brain is always working on three or four or five or 15 different things at any given moment. And so often because of that, I'm less interested in what I'm doing in the moment than what's going on in my head. And so I, I put my body uh, in the present on autopilot so that I can devote more brain power to what's happening in my head, which means that I end up forgetting things. Um, but also what that means is I end up sort of floating through some days that I don't even remember, um, which is so sad to not to have whole days that you just don't really remember. Um, so many of my friends talk about, you know, like their favorite times about high school and college. Uh, and they, they talk about the situations and things where I was, I was there. Uh, and they're talking about these things and I'm like, I don't, I don't remember this at all. Um, and that makes me so sad sometimes, but I, it's a result, I think of, of me doing this, living on autopilot. And I think we all do this. We, we have a tendency of, especially if we get into a routine, we have this thing where like, you know, it's just, it's, we're just doing what we do, you know? And so we wake up and we shower, hopefully, uh, and then we, you know, take off and go to work and we, we work all day and we do our thing at work and maybe we're good at our jobs. And so like, we're, we're doing our thing there and then we get off work and we, you know, maybe run some errands or, or grab a drink or we go home. Uh, and then we relax, we turn on a TV show, play some video games, read a book, you know, talk to our, our spouses or significant others, or, you know, whatever the case may be on the weekends, you know, maybe we hang out with a friend or two and then we start it all over, uh, you know, the next, the next Monday, the next work week. <clears throat> And that's, you know, that's what we've been told being an adult is, right? We work a job so that we can relax on weekends and then we go back to our job uh, and cycle repeats itself. And then we retire when we're 60 something and, you know, live comfortably. Um, and that it's so easy. Living on autopilot is so easy. Um, and I think part of the other issue here, I don't even have this written down. It is just sort of occurring to me in the moment when we, uh, we, we talked about coping mechanisms and trauma a few weeks ago. I know I talked about it with Evan small, but I think I talked about it before that as well. Uh, there is inherent trauma in just being a human, um, which sounds dramatic and I don't mean it to sound dramatic, but it is true. There's our brain is constantly experiencing trauma, uh, just from being alive. Um, and so, you know, we got to, we got to process that and we got to do something with it, or we can disconnect a little bit so that it's less impactful and live on autopilot so that we don't really have to experience fully every moment, uh, and the trauma that comes with it. So I think that may be part of it too, but we, so we get in this mode of living in autopilot and it's so easy. And so then during our day, if, if you're living on autopilot during our day, it's, we're going to miss if, if there is purpose in any of those moments during the day, we're going to miss that. And I'm talking to myself here. When's the last time any of us lived a day presently, intentionally, with a, a conscious effort to understand and recognize in each moment, what is my purpose? 
and not like it. So this does apply, I think, to like the philosophical, like, what is my purpose here? Like, you know, what's the what's the grander good? Uh, but this also has some very, very, very practical applications as well. Not that the greater good is not a practical application, but, you know, just like if we're talking in simple terms, literally stopping to think during your day, what is my purpose right now? can help us recognize when we're allowing things to monopolize our time that shouldn't be monopolizing our time. If I at work am living intentionally purposely and with a conscious effort to recognize purpose in moments, and I'm asking myself several times throughout the day, what is my purpose in this moment right now? It's going to help me recognize if I'm spending some time or you know, a lot of time or whatever on or effort on something that is not my purpose in the moment. If I, if I'm doing something and I'm like, wait, 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 what's my purpose right now? And then I realizing I'm realizing that I'm, I'm doing, I'm spending time on something. I'm spending effort on something that, that is not, has nothing to do with my purpose in this moment. That's so helpful. That can, that helps me stop and recognize that and say, okay, no more of this right now. Maybe later, this is not my purpose right now. I need to refocus. So it's got some very practical applications too. But And then even beyond all that, it, it can also help us prioritize, intentionalize, and maximize our time expenditure. And I, I know that sounds very like self-helpy, uh, you know, corporate America, capitalistic, you know, entrepreneurial, whatever bullshit. But honestly, it can help us prioritize, intentionalize. I love the word intention so much. It can help us prioritize, intentionalize, and maximize our time and and effort expenditure uh, to where we're doing things that actually matter and relate to our purpose in each moment, uh, which is what we're trying to do anyway, right? So purpose and moments. Purpose in relationships. Um, and here I would say asking why is key. The question why. Uh, more specifically, asking yourself why, uh, because it may not be the best idea to ask a person you're in a relationship why you're in a relationship with them. They may not take it the best way, no matter how earnestly you ask. So ask yourself this question. Um, but why can help you understand a few things I think um, about your your relationships. So I, I think we should start with why, which is the name of a great book. So it can help you understand number one, what your role is. Number two, what is being expected of you. And number three, if that relationship is healthy for either party. What your role is, what your what's being expected of you and if that relationship is healthy for either party. Um, so let's dig into each of those just, just really quickly, uh, you know, talking about purpose and relationships, what your role is. So asking you why in a relationship can help you understand what are, what are you, what are you doing? What's your part in this relationship? What are you, who are you in this relationship? Are you, the encourager? Are you the listener? Are you the advisor? Are you the enabler? Are you the fun bringer? Are you the instigator? Are you the bridge builder? Are you the, are you just the, the sounding board? 
what, who are you in this relationship? And once you answer that question, is that who you need to be? Is that who you truly are? Or is that somebody, is that the person that the other person needs? And so you just kind of sort of morphed into this thing. You know, it's so true, right? We all have, we all have friends with whom we act differently than other friends. It's just true. Uh, You know, chemistry between people just creates very specific to those relationships, very specific ways that people act. Um, And then we, you know, we make jokes about that or, you know, at the worst, we'll criticize people for being a quote unquote hypocrite because they act differently around one person uh, than they do around the other. But we all do that. And that's, that's fine. That's natural because what we're doing, if, as if we're not psychopathic, what we're doing is we're receiving how the other person is, who the other person is. And then we are projecting, uh, you know, based on what we're receiving and we're both doing that. So hopefully we sort of meet somewhere in the middle or, or at the very least what it's doing is it's, it's at least slightly changing the person we act like. Uh, and, and so I think all of us, most of the time, 99% of the time are, are performing, you know, a, a part anyway. Um, and if it's not because we're with a person that makes us act a certain way, it's because we have this idea of who we'd like to be. And so we're performing that person. Either way, we act differently when we're around different people. It's just a fact. We do. But asking why in a relationship can help you understand, okay, who am I in this relationship? What part am I playing? What role am I playing? And is that the role I need to play? Is that the role they need? Is it is it the role I need to play? Uh, and is it really me or is, is the person I am with this person solely because I feel like it's, it's who they're looking for. And so I've, I've gone too far, uh, in sort of adjusting how I am around this person Uh, and no judgments here. I, it's just a question to ask yourself and then, a sort of a, a little trip, uh, you know, down that path for you to take and, and the answers to those questions are the answers to those questions. Um, so that it's just something to help you understand what's going on in this relationship. So that's number one, what your role is, what is being expected of you? So this is a little bit different and I, I know they, they're definitely related, but what's being expected of you. So what are you, what are you expected to bring to the relationship? What are you bringing to the table? Um, and not like what, what are you actively bringing to the table? Cause that's a different question. That's solely based on you. I'm talking about what are you being expected to bring to the table? What's being expected of you? So are you being expected to be, for instance, are you expected to be honest, uh, to be understanding, to, to be a doormat, to constantly clean up messes, to be an emotional crutch, uh, to neglect yourself in order to, to take care of the other person, to take abuse, to just, to just be, um, what's, what is the thing? What is the thing that's being expected of you? Not, not what would you like to bring to this relationship? Not what do you actively try to bring to this relationship? But what is, what is the other person expecting out of you in this relationship? And again, no judgments here. This is a question for you to ask and answer yourself. And then obviously there, there are decisions to be made based on the answers to those questions. And then lastly, 
whether or not the relationship is healthy for either person. Why, asking why, can help you determine if this is a healthy thing for either person. And by the way, if it's unhealthy for either person, it's unhealthy for both. Um, it doesn't, relationships aren't great for one person, bad for another. If it's bad for either one, it's bad for both. Uh, because our empathy demands that we understand and accept how other people are feeling and, and try to align with that. And empathy would demand that if, uh, if, if I'm in a relationship that's bad for another person that I understand it's, it's bad for me to stay in that relationship because I am being bad for another person. So it's bad for both of us. If it's bad for one, it's bad for both. So some of the questions this can help you, some of the questions that why can help you answer in, in this regard would be things like, where is the life? What does interaction with that person do to you? Uh, do you make each other better? Is the relationship exhausting? Do you have to recover after spending time with this person? How would your life change if that person were not a part of it anymore? These are questions that asking why can help you answer and that can help you understand if this is a healthy relationship or not. And again, the answers are the answers. That's for you to decide. But to me, this is this is how you determine what your purpose in a relationship is or relationships are. And also what the purpose of those relationships is. So what your purpose is in a relationship, but also what the purpose of the relationship is. Um, and... If there is no purpose for you in a relationship, then then maybe you can find one. Uh, or if you're if it's if the purpose in that relationship, your purpose in that relationship, or the purpose of the relationship in general, is antithetical to what you're trying to be or do, then you know that's an answer in itself as well. So purpose in relationships, uh, and then lastly, purpose in being, purpose in just being. Uh, and this is, I think this is the most existential, you know, big overarching, you know, broad piece to this. Um, but I, I still wanted to include it. And I know we're not talking about necessarily like finding my life's purpose, you know, just one thing that I'm always going to do. But I, we do need to address this because there is still this yearning in every human, I think, to an extent to know why am I here? So purpose in being. And I'll just start off by saying you have incredible, immeasurable, incomparable value. And we need you to be you fully. So be, be whole, be fully, be completely. And, and please know that what you are is exactly what you were meant to be. Nobody has your mind, your perspective, your experience, your ideas. So just by simply being, you are full of purpose. Just by existing, you are imbued 
fully and wholly and completely with purpose because you exist and we need you. We need you to be what you are because nobody else is what you are. So just by being, you are you are the embodiment of purpose. Because you exist, you have purpose. Because I exist, I have purpose. I am purpose. So, incoming cliche here, uh, alert by the way, but <clears throat> purpose may just be what you make it. Meaning, or or don't make it. Meaning you, you are purpose. I am purpose. We don't just have purpose in relationships and moments. We are purpose. And so purpose may just be exactly what we make it or don't make it. And I know that sounds cliche. So I, I found, I found another quote. Um, I actually, I have two quotes, uh, for you guys today. Um, and so I'll, I'll share this one first, uh, and then I'll, I'll share the other one, excuse me, at the end of the episode. Uh, in the beginning, God created the earth and he looked upon it in his cosmic loneliness. And God said, let us make living creatures out of mud. So the mud can see what we have done. And God created every living creature that now moveth. And one was man. Mud as man alone could speak. And God leaned close to mud as man, and he sat up, looked around, and spoke. Man blinked. What is the purpose of all of this? He asked. Everything must have a purpose? Asked God. Certainly, said man. Then I leave it to you to think of one for all this, said God, and he went away. Uh, and obviously that's that's very existential. I, I think that was, if I remember correctly, I think that was John Paul Sartre that said that. Uh, and that's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's very unsettling, I think. Um, but I think there's something very beautiful in that too. And I think that speaks to what we're talking about here is just by being, just by existing, you have purpose, you are purpose, and it's up to you to decide and recognize what that is. I can't tell you what your purpose is. You certainly can't tell me what mine is. And so it's, it's up to us to recognize it and then live it. But it may not be just one thing for our whole life. It may be it may be simpler than that. And it may be just instead of seeking it to find it forever, maybe it's just recognizing it when we happen upon it in doing what we're doing anyway. Uh last quote I'm going to give you is this. It's by Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, the purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well. Um, and I, I, I definitely can't say it better than that. We, I, I think we need to take the pressure off of ourselves to find the thing and open ourselves to finding the thing. Sorry, recognizing the thing as we come across it and then doing that thing. And then the next time we come across it, doing the thing. 
bottom line, we're here. So let's do something with it. Let's live purposely, purposefully. Let's live intentionally. Let's live as if we are and have purpose. And if we do that, we may just leave things better than than the way we found them. Or people. We may leave people better than we found them. And even if you think we're here on accident and there's no real reason for us to be here, isn't it better isn't it better to live like this anyway? Than than to live on autopilot and not for none of it to matter. So we're here either way. So let's live purposefully uh, and leave things in people better than how we found them. Uh, So that is a life of moments of purpose usually. Uh, And I hope that was helpful for you. Um, That conversation with Dave was, was certainly helpful for me. Um, So I, I hope there was something in this. Uh, for you guys to, to kind of latch on to. So thank you for listening. Uh, a couple more things before we get out of here. Uh, so I, oh, well, I do want to tell you, um, I do have a good human of the week uh, and a cause of the week and they are related. Um, and haters going to hate, but uh, my good human of the week for the second time in a row uh, is Mr. Elon Musk. Uh, again, uh, dude's just crushing it and you can say what you want to about him. But um, he's doing great. I think he's doing great. The reason uh, I wanted to talk about him this week, um, one of my good friends and coworkers, uh, Amanda, uh, actually sent me an article about him that she had found uh, because I mentioned him before on the podcast. Um, and uh, so before when we talked about him, he uh, he had built a little device, basically a little miniature submarine um, to help rescue those boys, I think, in uh, were they in Thailand, trapped in that cave underwater. Um. And so we eventually got those boys out. Um, but Elon, like out of his own pocket, basically didn't get paid for this, uh, decided that his company was going to create this device um, and send it over to, to help in any way they could. And I, I think that's amazing. Uh, this is a man using his resources to do good in the world. And there needs to be more people like that. So the reason I want to talk to him about him this week, uh, Amanda found this article. Um, so thank you so much, Amanda, for for both finding this and then thinking to send it over. Uh because I, I love talking about the good people are doing in the world. Uh, but he's he's at it again. Um, and this time he's he's tackling the Flint water crisis. Uh, so in, in case you're unaware, Flint, Michigan um, is in and has been in for a very long time a crisis with their, their water supply. They're having a very hard time getting clean, fresh water. It's it's contaminated with lead uh, and, and lots of other things. Um, it's, it's some faucets that's coming out just brown. Uh, and these people just don't have access. Some people in Flint don't have access to just literally just a clean running water, um, which which sounds like such. I'm going to address this in a second, but that sounds like such a, a first world problem. But, you know, because we can go to the store and buy bottled water, which a lot of people are doing there. But uh, just, it, you know, a basic human right, I think, is, you know, access to clean, fresh water you know just water and food like literal the the literally the the sustaining things of life i think people should have access to so 
so what uh, Elon has has pledged to do um, again, somebody just sort of mentioned him on Twitter in passing uh, and said, hey, Elon Musk, I heard a bunch of people saying there's no way you could help get clean water to Flint, Michigan, uh, said you wouldn't be capable. I don't know. Uh, and I think maybe this person was just trying to see if they could get an answer out of him. Uh, and so he did respond. Uh, he's super active uh, on Twitter. And he did respond. And he said, please consider this a commitment that I will fund fixing the water in any house in Flint that has water contamination above FDA levels. No kidding. Uh, and so somebody from CNET um, responded and asked him to confirm that this is real and that he did mean that. Um and he said, uh, so that this person, Sean Hollister from CNET said, Hey, Elon, Sean, Sean Hollister here, uh, with CNET. Can you confirm that this is hundred percent real and any comment on reports that lead levels are generally below federal standard in Flint? Uh, Elon replied again. Uh, he said, you're right on both counts. Most houses in Flint have safe water, but they've lost faith in government test results. Some houses do still, uh, or some, excuse me, some houses are still outliers, We'll organize a weekend in Flint to add filters to those houses with issues and hopefully fix perception of those that are actually good. Um, so he's already committed at this point. And then um, the the mayor of, of Flint, um, uh, Mayor Weaver, I believe, uh, stepped in and, and asked him uh, if, if he could uh, speak with her um, so that they can figure this out. And so he is actively uh, stepping in and, and taking on a role uh, in, in helping to, uh, alleviate some of the damage and, and fix some of the problems there. Now I understand that this Flint water crisis is a lot more complicated than somebody installing filters on houses that need filters. Uh, and then, you know, like swooping in and then swooping out. So I understand Elon is not coming in at least from, from what he has said, what we know that he is doing. He's not coming in and solving the entire issue. There's a huge there. It's it's political and it's red tape and it's it's bureaucratic bullshit. But it, there, so there's a lot more going on here than just installing filters on houses. There's a lot more that needs to be done. There's there's infrastructure problems and there is partisan politics at play and there is a, just a general disregard for the welfare of of humanity. Uh, at play here. Um, so I'm not downplaying any of that at all. There, there are a lot of problems with this, but at least he's stepping in and doing something. And I think that's wonderful. And, you know, all of that aside, the, the politics and the, you know, the, the, whatever the, the red tape and the bureaucratic bullshit, that is something that needs to get worked out and fixed but what I admire, I think so much about Elon is that he's, he's saying, you know, that's not my, I, there's literally not, you know, Elon can't step in and do anything about that. That's not his place. That's not his role. You know, speaking of roles, what he's doing is saying in the meantime, while you're trying to fix the bigger issue, there are still people that don't have access to clean water. And I'm going to help those people because whether or not you fix that infrastructure stuff and all the bureaucratic stuff, these people are still going without clean water at the end of the day. And so there are still people to help. So he's doing that. They can figure their stuff out and maybe they will, maybe they won't, but he's at least doing something. He's using his resources to make a difference. And I think that's wonderful. Um, so Elon Musk, ladies and gentlemen, stepping in again to do some good. And I think that's great. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention to you guys, uh, just really quickly, uh, is our cause of the week. Um, and, 
uh, I figured since we're talking about Elon Musk stepping in and, and helping out with the Flint water crisis, uh, I could talk to you guys about one of my favorite charities, um, <clears throat> and uh, that is Charity Water. Uh, you can find them at, at charitywater.org, um, charitywater.org. Uh, and what they do is exactly what we're talking about here. They, they go to places where there is not access to clean water, and they they set up what they call a water project. They'll dig a well. They'll they'll uh, you know divert a stream and filter it and set up a sustainable, ongoing process by which people can get access to clean water that did not have it before. And I think that's wonderful. Again, it's it's a basic human right. There, it's crazy to me that we live in a world of over seven or eight billion people at this point with the technology we have, the technology that I'm using right now to broadcast my voice to, you know, however many people listen to a hundred thousands, whatever. And I can play a video game with a friend on the other side of the country in real time. And I can, you know, find any information I want to just at the touch of a few buttons on a worldwide web connected computer that goes in my pocket. We have all of these things and we still, there are still people in the world that just can't get water. That's crazy. There are still people in the world that, that can't, that have no idea where their next meal is coming from. That's, that's insane. Um, the man, I don't want to get too, I don't want to, I don't want to get too political or socialistic or whatever, but it's just, it's crazy to me that the, the wealth distribution in the world is such that I I can live more than comfortably. Uh, I can live lavishly by by you know third world country standards, and yet there are people in third world countries that that are dying because they they can't access clean water. That's insane. So what Charity Water is doing is is combating that. They are going to communities and places that do not have clean water, and they are set up setting up sustainable ongoing water projects that will provide water to communities that did not have water before. And that's, it's so beautiful. Um, I've listened to a few podcast episodes with, uh, charity water CEO and founder. Um, and he's an amazing person. Uh, they're doing really, really good work. Um, I've, I've raised money for them in the past. Uh, I've, I've read a lot about this, this charity. Um, they're one of my favorites. So, um, I just I want to point them out to you guys. I I will say um, the 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 figure that they give is that uh, so we you know we talked uh, about this before, but it really like whatever you can do, I think you should do, um, and whether that's volunteering, if if you don't have extra income, you know, to give, uh, you know, volunteer, like find find a way to do something to give back. There are a lot of ways to to contribute and help. Um, but the the thing that Charity Water makes very clear is that uh, $30, just $30, one time, provides clean drinking water sustainably for one person. $30 equals sustainable, ongoing, clean drinking water for one person. And that's incredible. You you can literally save one person's life by giving $30. And that's, that's insane. I'm not being sponsored by Charity Water <laughs> or Elon Musk. Um, it's just, this is, I I'm passionate about this because it's crazy to me that there are, 
still people in the world that don't have access to basic human needs and rights. Um, and so I, for those of us that, that do have extra, I, I think it's our responsibility uh, to try and fix that <clears throat> for the people that don't. Um, so check out Charity Water. It's it's charitywater.org, literal, just chari- the word charity, water.org. Um, read more about them. Uh, you know, they've, they've got a ton of information on their website. There's, there's ways you can give, um, they're very transparent about where the money goes, um, and how all that works. You can, you can see their financials and everything. So, uh, check them out, charitywater.org. Um, cool. So, uh, that's our good human of the week and our cause of the week. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to mention to you guys, I, I know last time we talked, I, I told you I was having a little bit of trouble with the e-commerce part of the website. Um, I'm still having trouble getting it live. Uh, there's just a couple other things that I need to do. Um, I've never sold anything online before guys. So I, I apologize. It's a little more complicated than I thought. Uh, it's not just like setting something up and, and pushing a button and everything's fine. Um, who knew, right? So what I want to do though, it's, I, I feel bad that it's been so long. And I know some of you guys were excited about, uh, both the idea behind the stickers and the fact that there are stickers available anyway. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, if you visit my website, it's, uh, www.goodhumanspod.com. As soon as you hit the homepage, there will be a pop-up box that, that shows up offering free stickers. Um, and it, it, at first I just intended for that to be like a promotional thing. I wanted to get the word out about the stickers. So I was going to give some away. Um, so what I'm going to do though, is, uh, I'm going to leave that there now. Uh, f- so for the next week, so from, uh, for the week, uh, after this podcast airs, uh, so for seven days after this podcast airs, which will probably be either August 4th or 5th, uh, for a week, go to the website you know, click the pop-up. It's going to take you to a page where you're just going to fill out some information and request a free sticker. Uh, for every person that requests a free sticker, you will get a sticker uh, in the mail. Um, but not only that, uh, because the, originally the plan, and still is once I get all this figured out, originally the plan was to sell these for a dollar each uh, and then to take some of that money and use it um, to do things like like donating to Charity Water and, and other charities uh, just to do some good um, and you know doing things I think as a, a podcast community would be really really cool so uh, that was and is the plan but since I, I'm not able to sell them yet on the website what I'm doing is uh, for, for the next week the next seven days if you go to the website click the pop up go to the page fill out the information and request a free sticker I'm going to put uh, for each person that does that I'm going to put a dollar of my own money um, into the bucket, uh, as if you purchased the sticker, uh, I'm just going to take it out of my own pocket instead. Uh, we're going to put it in a bucket. Um, and that'll be like our seed money. Um, you know, starting off for like whatever we decide to do with it. Um, that'll be like our, our, you know, our, our seed money. So I'm, I'm, I want to, I just want to start this process. I don't want to like put it off anymore. And I, I know you guys were excited about it. So, uh, go to the website, goodhumanspod.com. Uh, request some free stickers. You will get them for free. Uh, I'll send those out. But um, I am on my end. I'm going to set the money aside as if uh, you purchase them, um, and that'll give us some money to to start um, to find something cool to do with it as a, a podcast community. Um, and so yeah, so that's what I want to do. So so please and tell your friends about it. I what I would love for you guys to do is to like just fucking break my bank. Um, so do it. I would love that. Uh, so go to the, go to the website, request stickers, goodhumanspod.com, um, and you'll get free stickers, and we'll do something cool with the money. Uh, 
also. So, win-win. Uh, okay. I think that's all I got for you guys. I, I so appreciate you guys listening, like I said. Um, and I hope you guys have an amazing day, an amazing week. Uh, just You guys are killing it. Um, you're being humans, and that's wonderful. Uh, and we'll just keep being humans together. Check out audible.com. Uh, excuse me, audibletrial.com slash goodhumanspod uh, for your uh, free 30-day trial and free book download. Um, and uh, let me know what you think of that as well. Uh, so thanks, guys. You guys are awesome. And until next week, be good to each other. <laughs>